Mitch, how's it going, my friend? Good, Nick. How you doing? Doing great, but we just had two days off, the rare two-day off, so I feel like if we're going to record the podcast, we need to bring the energy. We yeah. can't come in lackadaisical. Yep, I think it's time. Let's hit it. You're listening to the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins Podcast, your number one destination to break the ice with your favorite players. And now, without further ado, your host of the Penguins Podcast, Nick Hart. Yes, yes, we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of your Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins Podcast. I am your host, Nick Hart. Thank you so much for tuning in to our newest episode. Frequent listeners will know that our regular schedule has already been disrupted, so sorry about that. We're a week behind, but I think we'll do more than make up for it this week. Those of you that have tuned in for our newest episode of the show are in for a treat. My guest for this episode of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast is none other than Penguins defenseman Mitch Rinky, who's been playing some pretty darn good hockey for the Penguins lately. Mitch, how the heck are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. Thanks for stepping on. Thanks for taking some time out of what was a hard-fought practice for you guys out there. JD and uh, Ports, they had you guys uh, working like dogs out there, but I guess that's what happens when you guys have two days off. This is the rare, straight-up two days off during the regular season. This isn't an instance where, you know, it's like, oh, you guys get one day off, then maybe some guys can come in for treatment. It's like, nope, sit at home, rest, recover. What did you do? during your two full days off? I did a whole lot of nothing. It was, <laughs> it was awesome. Um, like you said, we've been rolling for quite some time now. It's good to just relax. You know, I just did some stuff around the house and cooked a bit and went for some walks. And the weather was actually okay, so I think it's going to start heating up here. But, um, yeah, I did a whole lot of nothing, which was great. Yeah, I was going to say, we had some rainy days at night, but for in terms of getting out of the house, just getting the legs moving for a walk, I think that's – the best you could possibly ask for in, in late February, early March, right? Yeah, exactly. This time of the year, it's nice to get out of the house. You know, the sun starts to shine a little brighter. So, you know, hopefully it'll continue to go warm here and enjoy the nice weather. Now, when you say you did a whole lot of nothing, nobody loves couching for a full day more than me. I love it so much, especially when it's football season. You get a Sunday and just wake up, watch the games, and then go to bed when Sunday night football is over. But do you have any... uh? Hobbies, any extracurricular activities that you get a chance to catch up on when you have two days like that? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I, I like to play Xbox a little bit. Um, okay. Uh, Fortnite, just here and there. I'm not I'm not very good, but I do for <laughs> more of the social aspect. Uh, some Somebody's back home and keep in touch with, and some guys on the team. I play with, like, Jordy Bellrieve or Kyle Olson and P.O. once in a while. But uh, we, ha- we haven't played it in a bit, but uh, just get on and reconnect with somebody. That's kind of why I play. So You say... Yeah, I'm not that good at it. I just do it to communicate yeah. with some guys, stay in touch with some people. Are any of the guys on our team studs? Ole, Beller, P.O.? Yeah, I mean, uh, they're they're pretty good. P.O. is pretty good. I hear Nylander is pretty good. I, I haven't uh, played with him, but I've heard that. I've heard this rumor, too, that yeah. he is a guy who knows what he's doing when he hops on the sticks. Yeah, I hear that. Um, I don't know. I've never played with him. I don't think I deserve to be in his lobby either. So um, you're going to have to ask him. You're, you're going to have to win a couple rounds first before you reach the, the Nylander tier. Yeah, exactly. So we did get a win yesterday. That was good. But, uh, 
Yeah, definitely not at that tier. Well, congratulations on your victory. Yeah, your Fortnite you. victory. Uh, thank you. Um, and you have been playing some some awesome hockey lately for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. One of the reasons I wanted to get you on the pod here is just because of the, the way you've been playing lately. You had that great pairing with yourself and P.O. Joseph. P.O. gets called up to Pittsburgh, and then you're still carrying a big load for this Penguins team. Had some strong games, what you've had. Six points in your last seven games is the time of recording a pair of three-game point streaks. Um, it's been fun watching you uh, play this way, but it didn't necessarily start this way at the beginning of the season. You talked about this a little bit during uh, that period of time, but you kind of had to adjust to a new environment here. You were a healthy scratch for the team at the start of the season. What was that uh, adjustment like when you're going through those first handful of games and with the crowded blue line the Penguins had, you found yourself as the odd guy out? Yeah, I think, you know, just coming to a new team, um, it's always a different experience. Um, it was something I've never really been uh, uh, accustomed to, to be honest. I've never gone through something like that, so I was, was found myself in a bit of a unique situation. But, you know, I, know, I knew I was confident in my abilities and knew I could play the way that I can. And um, you just got to stay confident, keep working hard, and keep your head down and, and just do what you can control, what you control, basically. Um, and I feel like I did a good job of that. And, um, yeah, I've kind of worked myself into a regular in the lineup and, just trying to keep it going and, and help the team win. I think we're on a good roll right now, and hopefully we can just keep playing the way we're playing as a team. I mean, we're we're just about five minutes into the podcast, so I don't want to get too much into the, mm -hmm. the weeds here out of the gate, but you say, like, hey, I'll be all right. Just need to stay positive. Keep your confidence up when you're going through something like that. I feel like that's easier said than done, though. Easier to be said by someone who's on the outside looking in or someone who's ended up on the other side of, of that adversity. But before you came to the Penguins, the last game you played – was in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And next thing you know, you're, you're healthy scratched here with Wilkes-Barre Scranton. I'm sure your head's spinning a little bit at that point. How difficult was it to stay confident, or did you have no problems with it, just your personality? You were able to, to figure it out. How were you able to stay confident? Yeah, I think just believing in yourself, you know. Um, at the end of the day, you know, that's just the way I am. Like, I'm not going to sit down and, and whine or piss and moan, you know. There's only so much you can, can control, and it comes down to being a good person and being a good teammate. Not everyone can play every night, and that's the way it is. I knew I'm a good player, and um, and know that when you get in, you got to make the most opportunity and play your game when you, when it happens. So I think that's all you can control, and just focus on that. And make the most of it you have. It was a gradual process, but you have sort of locked down your spot and those regular six defensemen for Wilkes-Barre Scranton. I mentioned before the points, the production that you've had lately, but was there a, a game, a moment, conversation with coaches was where you felt like, okay, things are kind of – turning around for me here or was it just kind of gradual yeah I'd say kind of gradual okay. um I think you know when I started playing with Peel I think we hit it off right away uh yeah you know he's a great player he's an easy easy player to play with you know he's obviously where he's at for a reason and um you know I think we play a similar game where pretty heady both can skate both can move the puck so I think we just feed off each other and it just clicked and um you know we played together for a couple months there until he got called up here so you know I'm happy for him to get the call and hopefully he gets in some games up there when it is you and P.O. Uh, matched up together and you say, hey, we're pretty similar. We have these uh, skating attributes, these puck-moving attributes. Does that make it easier for you to, to play that kind of game when you're paired with a guy who plays similarly? Or is there something in the back of your head? Are you thinking like, okay, I might want to hang back this time because I know P.O.'s taken off or OIOP oh, hangs back because I'm carrying this one blue line to blue line this time? How does that dynamic kind of work? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's just mostly instincts. Like, um, you know, when we kind of interchange in the ozone, stuff like that, you know, that's just all reads. Like, we don't we don't really necessarily practice that in practice. It's just kind of playing off instinct. And 
uh, finding lanes to make passes and, you know, knowing when to shoot or make a pass, that kind of thing. So I think we just have good chemistry and can really read off each other and feed off each other too. This is your first season with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins signed over the summer. You started with the St. Louis Blues organization. You had that uh, fantastic rookie season where you were named to the AHL All-Rookie Team, shot out of a cannon in that regard. And that was after you left school, left college, Michigan Tech, after just two years. I feel like this is a crazy run we've had on the podcast this season. We started with Matt Bartkowski, who left OSU after two years. We talked to Drew O'Connor, who left uh, Dartmouth after two years. But unlike Bart, OC was undrafted. Taylor Fadoon, one of the first guests we had here in the Penguins uh, Creation Station studio here at Cole Street, an undrafted free agent. So we talked to both of them about sort of that whole process of kind of being recruited again for a second time, if you will, of, of going through the process of NHL teams looking at you. What was that process like for you at Michigan Tech where you've only been there for two years, but NHL teams, I imagine, are banging on your door? Yeah, it's uh, it's a unique experience for sure, you know, because I think you know everyone wants to sign you, but when you do, it's like, okay, we got this guy, and now now what? You know, now it's up to the player. So, um, I think it was an interesting um, scenario. I think my agent did a good job, just kind of letting me play throughout the year and and knowing that there was interest and there was going to be an opportunity to sign after the season. But he did a good job, just letting me play, and and then once the season ended, we talked about it and just decided it was probably in my best interest to do that. And um, yeah, I'm happy with my decision and. I wouldn't really change a thing. Just, you know, it was it was cool to go through and, and something I've always dreamed about. To, so to sign that first NHL contract was a big deal. So you even knew, like, going into your sophomore year, like, hey, some people are probably interested. Is that the agent or family advisor or whatever they call him in college? Is that him letting you know, or do you, do you even hear some rumbles yourself? Yeah, it's mostly the agent. But, uh, you know, I had gone to a couple of development camps uh, prior and then uh, just staying in contact through – I guess it's a family advisor at the time, and then when you sign, it's a, it comes Now he's agent, your agent, but, yeah. But, um, you know, I, I wasn't certain on signing either, you know, throughout the year. I didn't know for sure, but um, there's a few things that just went into play. You know, I felt like I was at a good point in my development and uh, can continue to grow in pro hockey and was mature enough and just all these things fell on my into the right side of things, and it just seemed like a good time to sign, so. Well, you showed it with the numbers you put up there with the San Antonio Rampage. One of our uh, favorite cities to visit, unfortunately, <laughs> is no more here in the American Hockey League. Uh, were you were you sad to see uh, San Antonio sort of get clipped there on the AHL schedule? I was, yeah. It was a great spot to play. They had a great fan base. Um, you know, it's a great spot to live and play. And um, just, you know, living in Texas, I'm from Minnesota. It's a different experience. You know, like the whole month of February, there's a rodeo there in the rink. So oh, yeah. the Rampage are on the road for all of February, which is unique, but just the culture down there, you know, it's so different. You go down to the river walk, there's all these different types of foods, different types of people. And, um, you know, also you get to play golf, <laughs> uh, you know, pretty much year round. 12 months a year. It, it gets, you know, it's not as warm as you think down there, but it's also warm enough where you could play. And, and, uh, yeah, it was great. We played at TPC San Antonio, you know, quite a bit and beautiful course. They had the Valero open there one time with the grandstand set up and stuff. So, it was like it was a cool experience, you know, and great, great course. And, um, yeah, I love my couple of years there. So, you know, it's funny because you always maybe you look up a Wikipedia list, you Google like largest cities in, in America or something like that. And San Antonio's always top five, top eight in terms of things like that. And it wasn't until I actually got to be there. It wasn't like, oh, this isn't just a big city. There's a heck of a lot going on here. 
You mentioned the annual rodeo that would boot the Rampage or the San Antonio Spurs out of their home arena for a full month. The Riverwalk, Andrew Agazzino, back when he was playing here, gave us all the scouting report on spots on the Riverwalk. But there's a lot going on in that town that I'm kind of surprised that now the Spurs are the only show in town. You know what I mean? Like, I, why why isn't there more stuff in San Antonio in terms of pro sports? I couldn't agree more. I mean, there's so like you said, like it's surprising to know that the city's as big as it is. Just you don't really think about it. You know, you think of New York City, some of these other ones. Yeah. But San Antonio doesn't really cross your mind. But when you're down there, it's like there's people everywhere. But one thing I I would say is that it's it's kind of spread out in a way where the downtown isn't necessarily huge. Like it kind of breaks it up into sub areas. You know, the river walk yeah, downtown, yeah. that kind of thing. The rink is actually not really downtown it's kind of far well i should say where the spurs play because it's their arena first <laughs> but um we were lucky enough to play there too and it's just a little spread out so it, it doesn't necessarily seem big but it's so populated that in that aspect it's very big and i couldn't agree more like you know there should be a ton of more sports teams they could have a football team if they wanted probably and um yeah it was a great spot and um i'm you know sad that it's not part of the american league anymore yeah and you got to start your pro career there in a gigantic major league city in San Antonio and at the time they were affiliated with the St. Louis Blues uh, you had mentioned you had been to some development camps before you even signed an NHL contract were the Blues one of those teams or were you being looked at by some other orgs uh, yeah other organizations uh, my first camp was in Nashville and then I went to Calgary and then uh, St. Louis after that so so couple, why was St. Louis more. the team for you what did they do to woo you yeah I mean there's a couple other teams you know in the mix but at the end of the day I thought I had a good opportunity to play there and um yeah they just seemed you know it's kind of like in college too you know I, you want to go where you wanted mm -hmm. and I felt San or uh, St. Louis was had that aspect to me you know that they felt like they wanted me the most and um I could you know see myself playing their style and and um fitting in there good so yeah that's why I decided to go there and you go there and you end up on the ice when the St. Louis Blues end that five decade long drought over five decade long drought winning the Stanley Cup, their first Stanley Cup in franchise history. They came into the league in 1967 and took all the way until, what was that, 2019? 2019, yeah. 2019, they lift Lord Stanley. You were a, a black ace for that run, and I understand you got a day with the Cup out of that whole gig too. So, one, that's a huge bonus for signing with St. Louis. Yeah. A year later, you get a day with the Cup. What was your whole day with the, the Stanley Cup experience like? I love these stories. Yeah, it was a well, you know, it was a unique situation to be a part of as a black ace. Um, you know, it's for those who don't know, it's just kind of an extra player, so to speak. Um, and basically, if people get injured, you know, I didn't play a game in the playoffs, but I was there for everything, so it was pretty special. You know, we had a only three guys in that position, and we were, you know, on the ice with the team and stuff, so you really felt a part of it. Um, but yeah, like like you said, I was there to lift the cup at, in Boston there when the team won, and then you know do the parade and and. Um, yeah, when my time came to have a, a day with the Cup, um, I actually had a half day. Chris Butler, who was with me in San Antonio, he was also a black ace. He was a more of a veteran guy, so he lives in uh, Plymouth, Minnesota. Okay. So I had the Cup from uh, 10 to 3, and then he had the, th the Cup to, from 3 to midnight. So, yeah, it was crazy. I, you know, I can remember it like it was yesterday. It's just something you'll never forget. Um, just trying to plan it all, like, you know, it, it was uh, pretty surreal. I think I got the Cup at um, – my my house in Stillwater and um I didn't have Phil he you know he's the more um, the, the more famous the more famous white hair you know uh everyone recognizes Phil I I had Walt was his name 
Um, they rotate, you know. Just yeah, yeah they there's can't. different there's different handlers of the cup because <laughs> they can't just have one guy going around all summer to every single party. Exactly. So yeah, he showed up in a minivan. He flew in from I think it was Michigan uh, the day before, and uh, met me there. And I had a couple of family and friends over to our house just when the cup showed up. So we took a half hour to enjoy it. Just really, you know, kind of soak it in. My my whole family lifted it and whatnot, and got a bunch of good pictures and stuff. And then I took it to our uh, youth hockey rink where I grew up playing in Stillwater there and um, a bunch of people came out a bunch of kids take photos and stuff with it so it was a cool experience and then after that um, I went to a family friend's house in Stillwater to uh, have a cup party and it was you know a spectacular day like something I'll never forget you know just drinking out of it taking pictures just telling stories it I mean, it's it's the Stanley Cup, you know, everyone <laughs> right. is kind of in awe of the thing, so it was really cool. They did a good job. You're basically in the entourage of the biggest celebrity for a hockey fan, and that would be the Cup. The Cup is the biggest celebrity for, for any hockey fan, hockey player, and you're right there in his posse, ushering him around throughout town. What did you say, 10 to 3? Yeah, 10 to 3, yeah. And you're bouncing between a lot of places. You mentioned a lot of stuff in yeah. that in that time frame. Did it feel like a whirlwind? Did it feel like it only went by in an hour? Or did it feel like you were really soaking it all in while it was going on? Yeah, you know, it was funny because um, we actually had some more stuff planned, but we just wanted to enjoy it and um, just, you know, not be a rush, in a rush to do stuff. So uh, we actually just cut some stuff out. We were going to take a few photos. And, and Stillwater, where I'm from, from in Minnesota, is a kind of a historic, beautiful scenery type of area. Yeah. And we were going to go get some cool pictures and stuff. But it was just like, what's the point, you know? It's We're here to enjoy it and, you know, just make memories with it. And um, But it did go by fast, you know. At the end of the day, I was kind of ready for it to, to go on its way because it, I just felt like, you know, well, it's 30 five pounds and lifting that thing all day and carrying it around is, <laughs> That's is a, workout. a, bit, a bit exhausting but <laughs> um you know I was just kind of ready for it to to go on its way and you know just enjoy the rest of the day but uh you know it's something I'll never forget it was it was so cool and and just something I'm grateful for and and to be a part of now I guess this is the question everyone gets asked when they have a day with the cup you said you drank out of it did you drink anything crazy out of it? Did you just go with basic champagne? And or did you eat out of it? Are you one of the guys that threw in a bowl of cereal or a bunch <laughs> of hot dogs or something like that into the cup? Um, no, we just had, you know, drinks and champagne and beers and stuff. But, um, well, one thing we did do for my dad, um, he's been sober for like a little over 20 years now. So What's your dad's name? Uh, Chris. Snaps for Chris? Yeah. Attaboy, yeah. Chris. So he, uh, he's been – he's doing great. You know, he's – made a decision a long time ago for the family that you know it's not right for him so he's uh he's been sober for a long time now and um he's a big mint chip ice cream guy so yes we, we loaded that up with mint chip and he had a big bowl of mint chip out of it so i wouldn't say i had a, a meal out of it but he did which is great yes he, you he, know he's he's been in my corner all the way the whole way for my career and my biggest supporter so to see him get to do that was pretty cool the mint chip yeah that's a strong play too i like that yeah i like that i appreciate that a lot that is the question that so many people who've had a day with the cup uh, get asked or maybe they post on it on social media, whatever they decided to throw in the cup on, on their day if they get the, the fortune to be able to have a day with the Stanley Cup. But here on the podcast, we also have to ask our guests a question every time. 
Mitch, this is a recurring segment that we have on the podcast where we have our previous episode's guest leave a blind question for the next episode's guest. (laughs) So they're asking a question. They don't know who they're asking it to, and it's a different question every time, but we tell them, hey, like, gloves are off. You can ask about anything in the world, and now you're in the crosshairs of the question. Okay. Mitch, are you ready for me to pop the question? Yeah. Okay. Mitch Rinky, would you rather... Always a devastating setup right out of the gate. Yeah. Would you rather be the best player on the worst team or be the worst player on the best team? Oh, man. And I was told you can interpret that however you like. Whatever that means to you, the question, be the best player on the worst team or the worst player on the best team? Would you yeah, man. Well, I, I like what you had to add there, but you can interpret it how you want. It, it's all up to you. <laughs> because in the youth, you know, growing up as a, a youth hockey player, you're always, you know, to get to this level, I'd say everyone on our team was always the best player. Yeah, that's fair to say. Whether the team was good or not, you know, and now that might not be the case. So um, I guess it depends on the level, but at pro, I'd say the the worst player on the best team because you get to have a day with the Stanley Cup. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Um, but in youth, I'd probably say the best player on the worst team. Why, Why, when you're in youth, you want to be the best player on the worst team? Well, you know, that's the goal. That's why you play sports. You know, you want to advance. I think you want to have success. I mean, you do want to win, too, but, you know, I think... You can create opportunities exactly. for yourself down the line. Yeah, exactly, and hopefully, you know, you're, you're a good enough player where your team's not that bad. So, <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, I know. I think every kid, you know, dreams of making it to the NHL when they start up playing hockey. So, yeah, you want to be the best player and take it as far as you can in your career. So, It's all about perspective. That's what life is. is all about, yeah. perspective. Yeah, you added a good uh, good intel there, so thank you. Uh, no problem. Yeah. I, I was even told by the person who asked the question, like, hey, they're welcome to interpret this however they like. Yeah. It doesn't have to mean NHL or American League or anything like that. They can go wherever they want with this. There so you go. There you go. Are you interested as to who asked you that question? Yeah, sure. Well, then I would uh, encourage you and everyone listening to go visit the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast archives on SoundCloud (laughs) and Apple Podcasts. Bang, bang. Backdoor tap in there. (laughs) (laughs) Set you up for that one. Thanks for setting me up, buddy. Thank you. Um, Well, that's always something we love to do here on the podcast. Get guys set up for, for the question, the blind question. I'm sure I'll grab one for you whenever we're set to line up for our next episode. But This season, we've been rolling out another recurring segment. But, Mitch, I thought for you, we'd turn back the clock a little bit. Let the fans can kind of get to know you, sort of stare deep into your soul through this audio medium. So they'll be able to see through your words who you truly are. If we bring back a a segment from the dead, this is an old one. We're reviving it. Okay. Mitch, let's play a game we call Canceled. Cancel it. 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 I could simply Cancel snap it. my fingers. Cancel it. They would all cease to exist. Bitch, what I have here is the cancellation helmet. Contained inside this hockey helmet are a bunch of things that uh, could potentially grind your gears or different human behaviors. Maybe there's just minor inconveniences that drive you batty, or maybe they're controversial topics that people could fall on one side of the fence or the other for. Well, here on the Penguins podcast, you have been given the ultimate power. At your whim, you have the power to cancel these things. They will be gone forever, and you are the great decider. 
I see you smirking a little bit. Are, are you tracking me here? Yeah, I'm tracking you. Yeah, yeah. okay. So uh, as we go through these things and I pull them out of the helmet, you can you can choose, hey, I'm not canceling that. I like that. Or, eh, I don't feel strongly enough or really know enough about to, to cancel that. But there are ones that are going to pop up where you're like, no, we're done with that. You say the word, and they're canceled. Okay. <laughs> you're beaming right now, so let's go. I'm just going to start plucking things out of the okay. helmet here. I should also say for our fans who remember the original version of this game back in the 2018-19 season, I believe that I'm 98% sure that the things that we have in the cancellation helmet today, we didn't do them before. I'm pretty sure they haven't been brought up on previous installments of Cancelled, but there's that 2% where I'm not actually certain. So if we're repeating here, sorry about it, but at the end of the day, we have Mitch Rinky here with the chance to cancel things from the Penguins Podcast Cinematic Universe. All right, Mitch. First thing that is up for cancellation. And once again, you don't have to worry about anybody else. This is only just you. First thing up is... Would you cancel eating pizza with a knife and fork? No, because I do that. You do? <laughs> yeah. When do you eat pizza with a knife and fork? If, if it's kind of sloppy, um, like if I know I'm going to, you know, if I tried to pick it up and eat it, it would just kind of fall apart that that way. Or if it's kind of really hot, then I feel like cutting it up kind of cools it down. and you can. Well, let me ask you this too. It. As a Minnesota Midwest yeah. guy, Chicago-style deep dish pizza. I feel like can only be eaten with a knife. If it's a true that's, Chicago deep dish. That's true. So I feel like it's ruled out. If anything, it is in spirit a casserole more than a pizza. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's not good. Don't but go to just, Chicago then. I, I know, I know, <laughs> right? I'm going to get burned alive. Yeah. But like that doesn't mean it's not delicious. But it can only be consumed that way. But you're saying even like if it's just a giant sloppy piece of pizza, even if it is a more thin crust you're like i gotta go knife and fork on this yes absolutely i think uh if you try to pick it up and eat it it'll get everywhere it's just especially uh, if you're wearing nice clothes yeah, suit on the bus it's not or what you want i have no problem taking a knife and fork and just eating it bite by bite so fair enough we're keeping it we're keeping that all right so the next thing on deck for cancellation mitch is the super bowl halftime show now, don't don't jump yet okay because we're coming off of a all-time great Super Bowl halftime yes, performance. This year was unbelievable, unreal, electric, start to finish. But I think this is up for cancellation because it is implying, hey, it takes up a lot of time. That's an extra 15 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever it is. Like, hey, we can just kick off the second half, start the game again. It delays the game. And so often the Super Bowl halftime show does not live up to the hype. Where are you leaning on this? No chance. We got to keep it. We're um, keeping it. Yes, I think the Super Bowl is more than just a game. You know, it brings so many people together. With you know, it's almost like a holiday in the United States. There's so much good food, people that come together. Everybody looks forward to the halftime show. You know, there's lots of gambling on it. Not necessarily for money, but you can just do fun things like you know, guessing the anthem time, stuff like that. Like it's a lot more than just a game. So. The Super Bowl party is just icing on the cake, and you got to keep it. We did a lot of that in the office. We had a little prop bet sheet going, yep. and one of our prop bets was, will there be a Tupac hologram at the halftime show? Yeah. I thought for sure Tupac was coming back for this. He didn't. Yeah. I mean, there was enough greats on the stage as is. That was an awesome show. So, Where did that one rank for you in terms of Super Bowl halftime shows that you've seen? Oh, it's up there for sure. Uh, it could be number one. I mean... I, I can't even think about I, I For some reason, I remember Katy Perry's, but I don't know. Oh, yeah, that was a fun yeah, one. It was Left Shark became like, a meme. It's entertaining, yeah. right? Whether you like it or not, it's something that people are going to talk about. And, and yeah, you got to keep it. All right, so we're keeping the Super Bowl halftime show. And so far, we've had two things that you were like, 
listen, there's no way I'm canceling that. I'm a pretty easy guy, so I don't know if I'm going to cancel anything. We'll see here. Let's see. Next one out of the helmet is the Paul brothers. Logan Paul and Jake Paul. Cancel. <laughs> You're canceling yes. Logan Paul and Jake Paul. Yes. Okay. I just ate my words, but we're canceling. Explain to people who might not know who these guys are as to uh, who they are, what their deal is, and y- why you've thrown them, why you know, you've canceled them. Yeah, to be honest, I don't really know much about them. I just know they're big social media guys, and they kind of, I guess, have made their careers off of that. And, uh, you know, that's just not, not the way to do things to me. I think, you know, all these fighters, one's a fighter, right? Yeah, oh, the, the both, both of are. them. The, yeah. They'll do, like, they do celebrity boxing now. Yeah, that's their exactly. thing. So Logan Paul. He was actually at Ohio University the same year that that I started going there. He became a Vine star. For those who don't remember, it was the predecessor to TikTok, became Vine famous, and then his younger brother Jake just sort of piggybacked off of Logan's social media stardom. Then they became YouTube sensations, and now they book celebrity boxing matches against either washed-up NBA players or old fighters or stuff like that. And they'll they'll sell millions of pay-per-views for these celebrity boxing matches, but they are exhausting people. That's the best way to describe them. That is, yeah. Like I said, I don't know much, too much about them, but uh, just instinct, I think, cancel. Oh, Logan Paul, Jake Paul, yeah. you have been canceled by <laughs> Mitch Rinky. Nice. All right, here how'd we that, go. How'd that feel, Nick, to uh, say it like it, that? It means to say it like that? Yeah. <laughs> felt, felt okay. Yeah. But once again, you're the guy who makes the calls, All not right. me. How about this one? Are you familiar with the uh, new... I guess, trend online, the Wordle, the Wordle puzzle. No, I'm not. I'm not too familiar with it. So, so, and you, because you said you're not a big social media guy, this might be one of those things that just falls completely out of your purview. Up for cancellation is hosting your Wordle score. Yeah, cancel it. Who cares? Oh, you're just going to cancel it? Who cares? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, Wordle, it's a, it's a word puzzle that some guy yeah. made. There's a whole backstory to it. He made it for his girlfriend, and then the New York Times bought it now. But what you have to do is you have to guess a five-letter word in six tries. Mm. Okay? So, just give me a random word with five letters. Um, house. House. Okay. So, the word isn't house. Okay? But there's an O in the word, and there's an S in the word. Okay, so they'll tell you, okay, there's no H, there's no U, there's no E. The O is in the word, but it's not in that second spot. Okay. The S is in the word, and it's exactly in that spot, in that fourth letter. So then you get six tries to try and Uh, solve the puzzle and figure out where everything is. Well, the thing is, it's also hooked up that you can share your final score, where you solved it, how you put the puzzle together, post it on Twitter, post it on Facebook, stuff like that. And you have canceled people posting their Wordle score. Yeah. You can keep it to yourself. No, yeah, I'll, I'll cancel it. Just who cares? I will <laughs> say I'm all aboard the Wordle train. I'm all aboard the Gordle train, which is you have to guess a, a hockey player with five letters in his last name. You get six tries to figure okay. out that. I'm all aboard those trains. You never see people posting when they miss it. Only when they get exactly. it. Exactly. Only see, when they get that's it. That's a so, good point, Nick. Hey, cancel it. Yeah. You've canceled cancel it. it. So posting your Wordle score is at... How about this one, Mitch? People who say the Beatles are overrated. Yeah, we'll keep it. Um, you know, I think, whoa. Well, I think I'm not saying that they are, but I, I th- actually, you know what? I'm tipping my hand here. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, people can have their own opinions. You know, not everyone's got to like the Beatles, and and uh, yeah, it's not something to cancel them that, for. That's what this one's all about. All right. This is a, this is a matter of freedom of speech. Exactly. Freedom that's of right. opinion. You say, hey, we got to keep that intact. I ask, at what cost? 
for someone to have an opinion that the Beatles are yeah. overrated, but you are sternly on the side of, hey, to each their own. I mean, I, I like the Beatles, but, you know, I if, mean, if someone doesn't, that's all right. Like, we're, pe- people, they, they can have their own opinion. People who say the Beatles are overrated are not canceled. Are you a reality TV guy, Mitch? Uh, sometimes, I guess. Are you familiar with the program 90 Day Fiance? I've I've seen the title and you know when you're kind of scrolling through the guide, but I've never watched it. Well, up for cancellation is 90 Day Fiance. Do you know the premise of the show? Uh, um, well, I mean, it, it kind of speaks for itself, I feel, but um, I think we'll keep it. I mean, it's reality TV. People love it. So. People love it. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily love it. Do you I, have a guilty pleasure reality TV show? No, I wouldn't say so. I watched The Bachelor. Okay. So well, that's been canceled on the <laughs> show previously. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that's all right. See, everyone everyone has their shows. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll keep it. We will keep it. Uh, for those who are not familiar with Ninety Day Fiance, it is wild. What they basically do is they get uh, a couple together, usually from two completely different cultures. So you say you get a guy from Stillwater, Minnesota, and then a girl from Tanzania. Or a guy from Australia and a girl from Los Angeles, California, or someone from who has a farm in Idaho, and then another person who, you know, works in Tokyo, Japan, and they get engaged and they have 90 days to put their affairs in order, if you will, because they need to move in together. Someone's going to need a green card, whether it's their move into that country or that country's move into this country, and it is crazy nonsense garbage reality tv in its purest form and they have a bunch of <laughs> spin-off shows with it but mitch even though you've never seen it you say once again to each their own go yeah, for it watch yeah. it yep all right there you go i'm interested to hear your thoughts on this next one mitch because we only have a few left in the helmet before we're moving on and i will free you from this position of the ultimate decider on canceled puck over glass delay of game how do you feel about the puck over glass delay of game penalty I think keep it. Uh, keep it. Yeah, you know, as a demon, that's that's kind of the the play sometimes is going off the glass and out. Sometimes you just got to relieve the pressure, and you know, it makes you think twice when you're when that rule's in play. Like it's pretty easy to just shoot it out if you wanted to. So I think it's a it's a good rule to be honest. Would you ever let's say because you've only played pro with this rule implemented? Was it the same in college too? Puck over glass, two minute penalty. <sighs> you know what? I can't remember. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but. Let's say they got rid of the rule tomorrow. Would you ever intentionally flick a puck over the boards if you guys are just getting hemmed in? No, yeah, exactly. That, you wouldn't do point. it on purpose. No, but I think it. You know, it does make you think twice a little bit when you're going off the glass and out. So. I need to make sure I'm not yeah. getting too much air underneath yeah, this because you know I think to be honest, some guys would take advantage of the rule or be a little more loose with it. And I think it's a good, decent rule. I wouldn't say it's a good rule. I think it's. It helps in some way. So. People were accused of doing that whenever they first introduced it. That's what the NHL said. Like, guys are just doing this to break the press. They don't have to take an icing call. So yeah. they introduced the penalty. I think its efficacy has worked. Something. It's always great when the other team takes it. Right. And then when your yeah. team takes it and it's like last five minutes of the third period, you're like, this is the worst rule that's ever been made. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, though, nowadays, like, I – we might have had that called on us like maybe twice or three times this year. You know, yeah. it's, it's not something that happens a lot. So I feel like it's not like people are in control, you know. Yeah. So I think it's just I think it's fine. We'll keep it. We'll keep it. We got three more for you, Mitch. We'll go rapid fire for you. The snooze button. Keep on the alarm. You're keeping the snooze button. Yeah, I don't really use it a lot, to be honest. I kind of <laughs> get up when I uh, when the alarm goes, but I know people love it. So we're keeping it. <sighs> 
I'm a big snooze guy. Yeah. I, I hit the snooze that one's for probably, you, but, but that's yeah. the thing. Maybe you could have saved me from myself yeah. there. People you could have saved it. me from it's myself. Gotta stay. Even I'll, I'll go to bed and I'll be like, Nick, you're not hitting snooze tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You need to get up. And then five snoozes later, it's yeah. like, oh, all right, well, I'm up against the clock now. Yeah. Let's jump in the shower and get going. All right, let's see how familiar you are with this one, okay? This is something that's uh, new. Uh, the youths are doing this. You see it on social media often, but maybe you've heard this in conversation. Would you cancel calling something cringe? Mm. Not describing something as cringy, not saying that makes me cringe. Uh. It's like, oh, that's cringe. Oh man, that's that tough. movie was cringe. Oh, that did you see their Insta yeah. post? It's so cringe. Did you listen to the Penguins see, I, podcast? I'm that not, show's cringe. I'm not like a big fan of all those like the younger generation. You know all their terms and stuff like um, like what's another here? Uh, oh man, I don't know. Like all the TikTok dances and stuff. I, I'm not a big fan of those either. Are you not a big fan of them because you don't like them, or they make you oh, feel old I and out of touch? I, I can't do them for one. <laughs> that's what but, I like. But uh, no, I don't know. Calling something cringe. We'll keep it. Just, you're going to keep it. Yeah, we'll keep it. For the kids. For the kids. Yeah. You don't like it, but you're not willing to cancel yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You're right. You are pretty forgiving here, Mitch. <laughs> well, let's, we got one left here. One left coming out of the cancellation helmet. Be smirching Mondays. What that means is people who like to talk trash on Monday, like, oh, mm. Monday, or like Monday mood. Someone's got a case of the Mondays. Yeah. Talking crap on Mondays. How do you feel about this? In a way, I get it. Like, Mondays, when you go back to work, you know, I, we work a unique job. Well, so yes, we it, do. It, the day of the week doesn't matter. Exactly. Is it game day or but, practice But day? I get it. You know, my buddies, we have a group text, and they actually, on Mondays, like, I have to work the next five days. Like, what? You know, so I get it. We'll keep it for the boys. You're going to keep it yeah. for the boys. Yeah, absolutely. You could have stopped them from ever complaining yeah, about but, Mondays again, but, and yeah. you're saying, hey, you, you know guys what? need this outlet. When you feed off each other, you know, in a group message, it, it makes me smile sometimes, and you know, I know they, they like to do it, too, so we'll keep it. Wow. So a rambunctious round of canceled with 10 things up for cancellation. Mitch, Just two, you huh? saved eight and only canceled two. You canceled posting your Wordle score, <laughs> even though you didn't really know what Wordle was <laughs> yeah. before we hopped on here, and you were quick to cancel Logan and Jake Paul. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. boys. Sorry, You're canceled. Boys. Yeah. And that is how we play cancel. The decisions are final. There will be no reversals. We brought <laughs> this one out of the archives to uh, to play with Mitch Rinky. Um, I think that was a, a great, great round of cancel. I know, clearly, nice guy for everything <laughs> he left on the table. We don't give out any sort of awards for strong performances in canceled. I don't even know what dictates a good or bad game played in canceled. But the Penguins this year, you guys have your post-game awards. Every team now has the little trinket they like to give out after the game and I noticed this with a couple of the social media videos the Penguins have posted when they've been able to capture some video at home after wins you guys have two we do have two yeah yeah what well, you guys have the or yep and the life raft yes and you received the life raft after Sunday's victory over Syracuse why are there two what is the delineation between the two yep. explain to the fans well you know I think this is good for our team because for a while the the life raft was being given out for the wrong you know, type of purpose, I Wrong guess. Wrong purpose. So, yeah. So uh, the the or is kind of the play of the game, you know, the offensive side of things, maybe someone who had a big goal, a big, you know, a great pass or something like that. Um, and then the, the life raft is kind of the opposite end where someone who makes, you know, good defensive plays or a big block or big saves, you know, so the goalies get it a lot. 
Um, those are kind of the, the two circumstances. So, uh, yeah, Taylor Fadoon gave it, me the life raft last game. So There you go. Yeah. And, well, when you say it was given out for the wrong reasons, what do you mean? Well, for a while, the forwards got their hands on the life ja- or the life, life raft, vest. life vest, life jacket, uh, and uh, they were giving it out for you know making offensive plays. When it's a defensive type award, you know it's blocking shots, it's a big hit, it's good defensive play, stuff like that. So the so. forwards were hoarding the award, and the defensemen are standing there like, "Yo, what's what's going on here?" <laughs> I wouldn't even say that. You know, the forwards <laughs> are welcome to get the award if it's deserving. Oh, you know? Okay, a yeah, big, a couple a big, big block, blocks, good back you know, check, yeah, yeah, something like that. So. It's definitely been given to the fours before, but you know you got to give it to the for the right reasons. For the right reasons. That's right. Keep that in mind. Yep. Stern words coming from the current holder <laughs> of the of the life raft. F- feds would appreciate that because we've you know he's he's talked about it before, saying you know what what are we doing giving the life vest to to someone that you know scored a goal? Yeah. Like it's not what it's for. So it's not what it's for. Yeah. Let me ask you this: as a guy who currently has the award. And you'll have to give it out after the next Penguins win. Is there? Do you feel any pressure before you have to hand it off to the next guy? Not really. I mean, <laughs> actually, now that you say that, sometimes after the game you're like, oh, you know, who, who deserves this? Yeah. You know, the goalies are obviously a safe bet if they, you know, had a, have a great have, game. Have a great game. So that's that's always an easy option. But yeah, I mean, you try and think of a big play in the game. You know, I think a big block shot is always one that it can go to because you know those aren't easy to do always, and they do hurt sometimes. And oh yeah, it's not easy to do so. Yeah, I think it's, you know, little plays like that that you try and keep in mind. Try and keep that in mind. Yeah. And what else I'll try and do is uh, keep in mind the time that you've given us here after practice, Mitch. It's been a great conversation. It's been good talking to you. So I'll let you go in a little bit. There is <laughs> one last thing that we have to do here on the Penguins podcast. Before we close things out, this is something we like to call Penn's Picks. Penn's Picks. Mitch, it is at this time in every podcast that I ask my guest for a recommendation to give the fans, something you've been really into lately. Safe bets are always movies and TV. Some guys have talked about food. Sometimes it could just be um, before we've seen guys talk about, hey, the hotel rooms that leave you the chair. I like the chair. I don't like when the hotel rooms don't have the little chair in the corner. It could be anything that you just feel strongly about that you feel like deserves a shout-out for our fans to hear. So, Mitch... What is your Penn's pick? Yeah. Um, well, earlier you asked me my favorite TV show, and mm-hmm. I think I'll go that route. Maybe a couple of routes here, I guess. Go as many routes yeah. as you want, buddy. Uh, my favorite TV show is Entourage, but a close second I'd say that is recently out is Yellowstone. I'd say give that a shout, a shot if you haven't seen Yellowstone. I don't know if you've seen it at all, Nick. I haven't gotten on it yet, but yeah. you are now maybe like the – 20th person in the past two months yeah. that has been like, oh, this show's incredible. Kevin Costner, right? Yep. Yeah, and it has garnered a following fast. And yeah. Everyone who has seen it is like, no, this show's legit. Quick elevator pitch. What is Yellowstone? Yellowstone is a ranch out in Montana. Um, you know, they're in a dispute with the native native uh, tribes and as well as the government. They're trying to build, you know, airports and make it Montana much more um applicable to tourism and it's kind of a big war in that sense where Yellowstone is trying to keep its land the the natives are trying to take over the land again and and uh the government is also trying to take over the land so there's a lot of disputes there's a lot of fights there's a lot of uh just interesting stuff going on so but it's also very beautiful scenery filmed out in Montana and yeah it's it's one to watch did you ever see Draft Day the Kevin Costner movie yeah great movie too 
As far as I'm concerned, that's the best performance he's ever put in. But people are oh. saying Yellowstone is is right up there. I mean, he makes Yellowstone great, but there's a lot of characters in it that are great too. Uh, so yeah, I would just say give it a shot. It's it's awesome. Pens pick for Yellowstone. Yep. All right, and before we sign off here, I will give my pens pick. I've been giving them a shout out on many of our episodes of the podcast. The band gang of youths i've been in their corner a lot over the years they've given us our theme song for this year's podcast and their new album just came out last weekend so you're definitely going to want to check out the new record by gang of youths you a music guy mitch what do you like uh not i wouldn't say i'm huge my friends kind of give me crap that i'm just a country guy you know i like country i do okay but um yeah i like some you know rap whatever 80s rock and roll like i'm pretty easy going with music but i wouldn't say i'm it's not my specialty so Gang of Youths is a band that I tell people they're going to sound like something you've heard before and nothing like you've ever heard before all at the same time. And the new album is no exception. It is grand. It is vivacious. It is over the top. And it rocks. That's what you want from a rock and roll record. Right, Mitch? Right on. Angel in Real Time, the name of the album from Gang of Youths. So they are my pen's pick. Mitch Rinky, my guest today, and you did a tremendous job, my friend. Once again, I uh, really cannot thank you enough for taking the time to, to talk with me here after practice. I'll give you some time to go home and rest again, and then we'll be on the bus and headed to Bridgeport for a big 3-3 three and three weekend here. So thanks again. Yeah, thank you for having me. We had uh, a lot of fun with those games, so thank you. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins podcast. We wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for you guys listening. We'll be back with another episode as soon as we can. Can't wait to talk to you guys then. See you later.